Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week three, day three of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 3, 5 through 6. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God? Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you, God. We want to be fascinated by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word of reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 3, starting in verse 5. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet, having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. So Mordecai, he is so angry about this Mordecai that that won't bow. Haman is so angry about Mordecai that he won't bow, that he decides... I'm going to I'm going to up the ante here. Not only am I going to kill Mordecai, I'm going to wait to kill Mordecai. He's he's going to do a count of money Christo thing here, right? Where he is going to put off uh some kind of instant gratification of putting Mordecai to death and instead he's going to have Mordecai and every single Jew in the entirety of the Persian kingdom put to death. This is essentially the same plan, the same plot that Hitler came up with. This is Haman's final solution, if you will. He's decided there is going to be a Holocaust. He is going to rid the earth of the Jews, not just Mordecai. Now, there's going to be a couple of reasons for this. Scripture does not directly tell us this. But it would stand to reason that Haman knew who his people were. He knew that he was an Agagite, knew that he was a descendant of of Agag and Amalekite. And he's going to find out that Mordecai is a descendant of Kish. All of this information is in this book. I believe we've been told these two details throughout this book. It, it It makes mention of this many times. It's already mentioned that Mordecai is a descendant of Kish a couple of times, and it's it's before we're all done with this, it's going to tell us that Haman was an Agagite, a descendant of Agag, many times. And so when things are repeated in scripture like this, it's generally important. And so I think these details, these hints are given to us so that we can better understand what's actually going on here is that the Israelites under Saul were supposed to completely wipe out the Amalekites. They did not. They did not do it. Saul failed to do what the Lord told him to do. They did not wipe them out. So I I wonder if we're given some of these details because as Haman starts to uncover why Mordecai won't bow, all of these maybe stories and histories that he's been told as an Amalekite, as a descendant of Agag, as he's understanding all of this, maybe he's piecing it together that hey, I am now in charge. I am basically the only guy who can tell me no is the king and he's not going to do that. So in some ways, Haman has a do what he wants and gets away with it badge. Like he can, he has all of the power in the Persian kingdom. 
And so it stands to reason that Haman is like, you know what? I'm going to use that to settle this ancient score. They tried to wipe us out. I'm going to wipe them out. Which goes back to why the Lord would have said, wipe them out in the first place. And again, people have used God's command to destroy all of the Amalekites as as a, a way to say that God is evil and vindictive and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and you can read that into it if you want to be somewhat academically dishonest. What the Lord actually says, not just in 1 Samuel, but throughout uh, from almost Genesis all the way to 1 Samuel, we finally tell Saul, wipe them out, is that these people were heinously wicked, heinously wicked. It, it, it is not until you get to one of the last kings of Judah that God pronounces that, uh, you know, the kings of Judah were actually worse than the Canaanites that he displaced before them. He's saying, these people were so bad and so wicked, I wanted them wiped from the face of the earth. They were irredeemably bad. And he'd given them hundreds of years to change their ways, and they refused. And that's when God sent the Israelites in. Actually, when he promises the land to um, Abraham, he tells him, I can't give it to you yet. I can't give this land to you yet because the rightful owners, the Canaanites, the Amalekites, they have not done things deserving of having the land removed before them. He tells this to to Abraham in Genesis, but there's coming a day. The Lord knew that they were going to continue in their wickedness and their wickedness would grow and grow and grow. So he said, not only am I going to remove them from the land and give it to you, I want them completely wiped out because they are so wicked. Right, and the wickedness that we're we're talking about here, you know, people balk at this idea of the Lord bringing this kind of judgment against people. But we, you know, when we see human trafficking and things like that against people's will, when we see the greatest of evils today, our reaction is yes, they should be removed from the earth. Yes, you know, even if you're not into capital punishment, there are sins and crimes that you can commit where even the most anti-capital punishment person is like, nah, yeah, I think they should probably die for that, right? There, there are levels of, of heinousness and the Bible tells us that's what the Amalekites were engaged in. So they were told to be wiped out. But if you're looking at this from an Amalekite perspective, if you're looking at it from Haman's perspective, he's like the the tables have turned and we're all here together now. Like the Israelites don't have a kingdom. The Amalekites don't have a kingdom, but Haman's thinking I've been promoted to this position of ultimate power. I'm going to settle the score. I'm going to wipe out the Jews the way that their God told them to wipe us out. And they didn't. I'm going to take care of them. I think that's what's going on here. I don't think that some people have said, you know, what was Haman's pride that made him so angry that he was willing to wipe out everyone. I don't know that anybody is that self-absorbed. I don't think anybody can have that much pride where they say, not only am I going to kill you for not bowing, I'm going to kill every single one of your ethnic people because you, this one person has offended me, right? Maybe they'd kill everyone in their family, Right, if he's really vindictive, every one of his fully extended family maybe does that just to make a point, but to wipe out all of the people, I think it goes deeper 
and then just Haman's pride. I think, I think there's, there's that bigger thing at play that he's like, we're going to wipe you out because you failed to wipe us out. I think we'll see that as we go through this book even more. But for today, that's all we've got for the 10-week Bible study. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.